Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. Happy Monday to you from the Wesson Walker Show. It's Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. The band is back together. Fitty pulling overtime once more after doing Charlotte Sports Today. Let Fitty cook. He's back on the Wesson Walker Show letting Shroppy cook for the last three days of last week. And I know somebody else is about to cook today because somebody is as happy as we've seen them in quite some time when it comes to their fandom. We've got Fitty, who's really happy of North Carolina going with only three losses on the year. But I also know somebody else is real happy after what I imagine to be a very angry first half in the NFC Championship game taking place last night. Uh-huh. Wes came in, chopping it up with a fellow 49ers fan, Q in the building, and now here you are, Wes, seeing your team get to go to the Super Bowl. How are you feeling? Yeah, man, I've been quite an emotional game last night, okay? I went through all the emotions, reflection, questioning, am I putting too much into this? Uh, I went through it all <laughs> last night. I was reflective, man. I mean, I, I went through it all last night, and for them to come back and win that game, uh, I was emotionally spent after the game. I had some celebratory drinks after. Uh, you know, I Ooh, was very uh, excited. Uh, yeah, well, I had a victory shot. Okay. And I went ahead <laughs> yeah. and had another. And uh, then, uh, you know, a little glass of wine just to, just to chill out. Nice you know, little nightcap. End of the night. And, I hear you. Uh, but, yeah, man, it, it was just, you know, as a fan, you come out of it on the winning side. So it's a great game and everything was was was. You know, just spectacular. It was a it was a crazy game, and in the 49ers have played two hard fought games. Um, but I'm just excited that they got back to the Super Bowl because that's what this season was all about. When Brock Purdy got hurt against the Eagles on the first or second play of the game last year, all I could think about was that moment last night that we had. And so for them to get back and go to the Super Bowl, uh, they got to finish the job now. So. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 super excited. But it was a hell of a roller coaster. Wait, yeah, Wes Wes sounds like a reflective player right now. Like we're yeah. in the locker room <laughs> after the game. You know, it really was a year full of adversity. We had to battle back yes. at the three game losing streak. <laughs> People calling our quarterback a system QB, mm-hmm. a game manager. You know, it was really tough. I don't even to- know if I got enough voice left to get at <laughs> to get at them about that. Because oh my God, you should have heard me last night. Boy. I bet, I bet Woo! you, I bet you are a complete lunatic take watching that team last night <laughs> first half having them go down where the lions did feel we were talking about this there were uh-huh. at least a couple of lions players not all of them but a couple of lions players on the sideline that felt very comfortable yeah. after the first half mm-hmm. i know dan campbell didn't there's no mm-hmm. way that guy allows himself to feel that comfortable with a win it was just cj gardner johnson right waving to the crowd yep. after they were up saying goodbye yeah we're gonna go home with this dub but not, not quite. so fast, my friend. Not so fast, not my friend. So fast. <laughs> and then we were discussing how Josh Reynolds, after the first drop in that game, yeah. was kind of smiling, saying, man, I thought I had it, like mm-hmm. a jovial mood, because they had the big old lead. And then that second drop, 
was one of the bigger plays. No doubt about it. And it was just the 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 pressure of that game started getting to Detroit. They weren't making a play. That's where experience comes in. And you know, for the text line today, I know some of y'all are either gonna troll or you're gonna. It's already feel happening. Say, yeah, course. I know it is. But <laughs> uh, for, like I told homie last night that, that that wanted to send a tweet saying that he was Desmond Ritter with the Avengers. I'm I'm not entertaining any more stupidity. Brock Purdy has <laughs> shut all y'all the hell up the last two games. So there's nothing you can say at this point. Nothing's going to get to me at this point. Over 200-plus yards in the second half. Touchdown. Brought the 49ers back from double digits twice on his play, throwing it to different receivers, making plays with his legs. So I don't want to hear it anymore. You guys can say what you want, but I know that most of you guys that are saying this, your teams are at home. And that's okay. You can have your opinion. Hashtag uh, Brockaganda. That's right. Bottom line, (laughs) bottom line, old 13 going to be suiting it up in a couple of weeks, man. So uh, you can say what you want, but Brock Purdy showed every single thing this year to answer the question if he's a franchise quarterback. All right. We already got some heat on the text line. I love it. 704-570-9610. Again, it's 704-570-9610. We got the bus driver, the normal bus driver, back on the bus. Let's go ahead and pull up to the scene and open up the door. Or is Mr. Fitty. We look good getting off the bus. I got something to say. I'd say that conference championship weekend did live up to the hype. Now, we'll get to the San Fran-Detroit game a little bit more in this segment, but we can start chronologically watching Kansas City and Baltimore go at it in the AFC championship game, where I think all of us were expecting an all-time classic, especially Mm -hmm. Kansas City marching down the field, scoring a touchdown. Right after that, Lamar Jackson evades pressure, stays in the backfield forever, throws a bomb to Zay Flowers on the money, after evading pressure. After it was 7-7, Wes, I saw everybody on Twitter saying, okay, everybody, hold on to your butts. Yeah. We got a fantastic game about to take place. And then it mellowed out. It was still close. You still had to hang in there to see if Baltimore had a comeback in them. You still had to have a remarkable throw and an improbable catch on the last hookup between Mahomes and MVS, who has struggled all regular season. But the postseason, he's coming up big. Still great moments, still a good game. But I thought we were going to get an all-time classic. Probably felt short of that. Fell short of that. But... When we saw the AFC Championship game, Wes, it certainly set the stage, and I did think Conference Championship weekend lived up to the hype. I definitely think it did, too. I mean, as a fan, especially if you didn't have a team in the fight and you just wanted to enjoy good football, you got that. I mean, I I hated it as excited as I was for that Baltimore-Kansas City game. I was in and out because I was so tired from Saturday, all the driving I had done and running around. I was up since 7 o'clock, so I was in and out. But then fourth quarter, I rallied. Got into the to the Ravens uh, Kansas City game, and uh, even though Patrick Mahomes didn't have the greatest second half, he did enough to get that win. And that defense, that Kansas City defense, man, no joke. Uh, so for Lamar and the crew, you hate to see it mm-hmm. for that team, as good as they were. But I thought they just did a lot of things too to show that they weren't ready and they're inexperienced. From the fights they started, being over emotional in the pregame, uh, doing <laughs> stupid yeah. stuff during the game. Plays where you're just not using your head. Zay Flowers, the fumble. Lamar Jackson pressing, trying to match Patrick Mahomes throw for throw instead of playing his game. Uh, there were a lot of things there that the Ravens can look back on and say, hey, you know, when we get back to this position again, because they'll get back there again, that they won't make those same mistakes. Uh, but all in all, 
the comeback from the 49ers. Again, if you're a fan of just good football, you got that and some this weekend. All right, so since we've already gone with an overview over overview over both games to this point, I want to go around the room, and I also want to welcome in some takes on the text line. Feel free to give us your answer to this as well. What was the biggest storyline over the weekend? If you are producing a TV show, if you are in charge of First Take, if you're in charge of Get Up or whatever show you want to be in charge of, what's A-Block material? What's the first story you're leading off with? Because there's a lot to choose what, from. the Super Bowl? No, just, oh, after about cop- just, from this week? just championship weekend. Yep, just after the weekend. What do you think is the number one storyline? I'll go first on this. Okay. I think it does come from the AFC championship game. And like both, you can go with either one. NFC, AFC, there's plenty to go with. I'm ultimately going to decide on Pat Mahomes making it again to the Super Bowl. You can't stop that man. I have heard so many people call him Jordan to where now I'm just flat out accepting it. That dude is Michael Jordan. We get to watch Michael Jordan at the quarterback position go again to a Super Bowl where this was the time that they were most vulnerable and nobody can knock him off. This was the time. If you don't think Kansas City was that great over this regular season and this was the opportunity to take them out, then what do you think is going to happen next year? Who are you going to bet on next year? Because I can't imagine the receiver play is going to be that much worse. Rasheed Rice is good, and he's only going to get better as we get to next year. They're going to make more moves as far as the pass catchers go. I imagine the offensive line will only get better if they keep their inner core and then maybe fix the tackle issue. Pat Mahomes is going to be Pat Mahomes again. This was the time to take them out, and yet Buffalo couldn't do it at home. Baltimore, who, according to some advanced metrics, were like up there all-time regular season performance-wise. They they were a really good football team this year, and nobody can do it. And they're playing at their home field, and yet Jordan continues to get to the Super Bowl where he's got a chance to win his third at age 28. To me, that's the biggest storyline over the weekend. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. I Because you look at the fact that the 49ers had done something that hadn't been done as far as the comeback that they had in the NFC Championship game. But I would say I'd go with Patrick Mahomes as well. Uh, Them coming in there, beating Baltimore on the road, winning two consecutive road games, doing doing things that we hadn't seen them do yet on this dynastic run. And a lot of it is just like the Patriots were. There were times when people counted them out, didn't think that they were going to get you know, where they're going to now, and they've done that. And for them to come into Baltimore and win a defensive game like they did, that was all the more impressive because going into that football game, if you would have said, hey, the Chiefs are going to score 17 points in this game, then you would say this is going to be a Baltimore victory, probably in a landslide. I mean, they had everything. They had the environment. They had Ray Lewis come out there and do his dance for the crowd before the game. Baltimore had everything going in their favor. But I also think, too, when you have those young, kind of inexperienced teams like that, you know, experience the best teacher. And so this is something, like I said, that Baltimore can take, put it down in their database and know, all right, you get back to this moment again, this is not going to happen. Uh, Like I said, the, the costly mistakes your defense did everything you could ask them to do in the second half. I mean, keeping the the, um, the Kansas City Chiefs scoreless, Patrick Mahomes only 69 yards, that's another one. If I told you that before the game that that's the type of second half he was going to have, you say the Ravens are going to kill him. 
and, but and how their much defense of that was, stepped up and won that game yesterday. And how much of it was on that pass to MVS to seal? And that was right? huge. Yeah, that yeah, was I mean, the closer. It was, it was the game. He did. He made the play to close the game. What you got, Fiddy? What is the biggest storyline over the weekend? Uh, I'll push back on you calling uh, Mahomes Jordan. Jordan never lost in the finals. Mahomes has lost to the Super Bowl. It's more Mahomes is this generation's Brady. One A, Swelsey cannot and will not be denied. They're going to the Super Bowl. They will be the talk of the town at Super Bowl 58. For me, it's pretty simple. Analytics are dumb. And Dan Campbell (laughs) is going to regret the rest of his life letting some math equation that some fat geek from Harvard told him to go for on fourth down. Because you kick the field goal, you make it a three-possession game on the road. You told your defense you didn't trust them. And what happens is your defense falls apart. I don't understand why down three you don't kick a field goal to tie the game and steal momentum back. I don't know why you don't make a two-possession game, a three-possession game on the road. I get that you do what you do in September, October, November, and December. But January is a different beast. It's a different game. You have to manage the game different. You have to call the game different. This ain't baseball. No, yeah, no, it very much is. <laughs> it is a different game. And I think Detroit will get back because they're too talented and they're young enough to get back. But last night was a learning moment for Dan Campbell where it's not aggressiveness isn't always the right answer. You take They kick the field goal, they win the game. We can get to that in the next segment because we also have whether Dan Campbell made a bunch of the mistakes by going for it on fourth down rather than settling for field goals. So we can get to that in a moment as well. The Lamar Jackson stuff Mm. is the thing that I thought one of you was going to go with. I mean, probably me because, you know, I'm not a Lamar guy. Right. It's fun seeing him fail. Elaborate. Why? Well, I mean, I'm a Mahomes guy, and I don't think – I think he's a regular season player. And I think you look at him in the postseason, it's starting to translate that his style of play does not translate to postseason success. Why is it fun to see him fail? Because I just I'm not, I'm not a Lamar dude. Okay. Like we we all have players that we like. I don't like Josh Allen. I love watching Josh Allen fail. I loved watching Aaron Rodgers fail. Um, I respect that Lamar is embracing the challenge and understands that MVPs don't matter. Like they matter getting in the Hall of Fame, but you're gonna be remembered by Lombardi's and. Yesterday, Todd Munkin thought that his quarterback could go throw for throw with the best quarterback in the game and learn the hard way he's not capable of winning games with his arms in the postseason. Uh, Todd I Munkin, I do think. With that. Well, and I, I do think Todd Munkin did call a bad game, though. I and, did not agree with that. And, and Lamar, I don't think, played well. And that's what's frustrating. It has been a tough go for somebody like me, Walker Mayo, defending Dak Prescott and Lamar Jackson so much and yeah. then watching them have poor performances in the postseason because I love watching those guys play and I hate it because I see it being constructed as the struggle is going on and watching Dak Prescott fail in the postseason. I hate it because I love Dak and he did not have a good performance. Same thing with Lamar. I love Lamar Jackson and he didn't have a good performance. And now you see Kansas City continue to go on. So that's been a rough go for me on my defending quarterback slate. Mm -hmm. A couple of them came up short here. But 
that's unfortunately what we have. Right, like this is another reason why you could call Pat Mahomes Jordan. Think about how many great quarterbacks he is denying the chance to go to the Super Bowl just like Jordan denied championships for so many other greats that we see get into the Hall of Fame and are top 15, 20 players all time. Like Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, we keep trying to make him a thing, but you can't beat Kansas City or 0-3. We want to see Lamar Jackson have success, and he's lost to other teams outside of Kansas City, but who was it once they got there at home and hosted a playoff game? It was Pat Mahomes not allowing him to continue on. Like, you just got to go up against that guy, Wes, and more often than not, unless you're Tom Brady, then you're not going to get past him. You're not. That's what we've seen up until this point. Yeah, and I think, you know, I don't necessarily say that this is Lamar's, his style of play isn't conducive to winning. I thought he should have run more yesterday. Oh, I do too. Uh, than, than what he did, and I think that would have opened up the game. But the main thing that, you know, I'll say everybody's race isn't the same. Patrick Mahomes has come out the gates and done stuff that nobody has done. But how many quarterbacks have we seen struggle before they are able to reach the pinnacle? Peyton Manning, how many years did he lose in the playoffs? John Elway, how many years did he lose in the playoffs? These guys were perceived as losers because they they couldn't get there, and they finally got the right team and the right formula. It is so hard to win in the NFL, and everybody knows that. But I'm not going to, even as much as I don't like Josh Allen like that either, but I'm not going to sit here and say he's never going to win. Every... There have been so many quarterbacks that have struggled for years and years and years to get over the hump before they get there. And so these guys still got a lot of talent. They play for good organizations that make good decisions. It's just that right now it's Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs time. Nobody has done what he's doing as far as the success that they are having. And so just because that's how he is giving it up right now, I'm not going to make that an indictment on the other guys. Now, Lamar, this was your learning moment. Now, coming in the future, when you play in future playoff games, I expect better. I expect him to learn from this and to play better. So that's what I, I think about Lamar and the crew. It was unfortunate for him. And, yeah, now it is the point to where you've you got a good enough support system around you. You've gotten good playoff experience now at this point. Now you got to start making good on that. All right, so we have some other people writing in with their number one story from over the weekend is, including 704, who says the Royal Rumble results. Wes will yeah, lead man. you with the Royal Rumble breakdown on the other side, <laughs> but we'll also get into, of course, what we saw from San Fran and Detroit, what more we saw from Kansas City and Baltimore. And if Ben Johnson is out here calling the – game at least the way he did at the beginning of the contest our carolina fans regretful that he is not going to be the head coach because they already have one in dave canales we got a lot to get to here monday full of content on wesson walker sports radio 92.7 wfnz mcdonald's is not new to chicken so maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the mccrispy juicy fried chicken buttery bun unmatched pickle to chicken ratio yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. 
We're hitting a bunch of topics on Wesson Walker today. Thanks for listening, as always, to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Big Cat Dan writes in on the text line, that was a dope Royal Rumble. Congrats to Bailey, who I know and got to meet. You did. And Wes. Well, howdy there, y'all. Kyle Bailey here. That, oh. that, that Bailey? No, not, no, not, not that Bailey. Not oh. Bailey. That would yeah. be really cool if he won, though. That would be really cool <laughs> oh. if he won Royal Rumble. The men's title actually belongs to Cody Rhodes. That's right. Big Cat Dan said they both deserve to win that. Also, congrats to Jordan Grace from TNA Wrestling. Yes. That was monumental to have another brand's champion in the Rumble. Jade Gargle. Cargill is a beast. Jade is- Cargill. Cargill. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, to Ch- sorry to Jade. I can't read some of this stuff. Welcome back. Andrade and Naomi? Andrade, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And Naomi. Yeah, man. I mean, that's the thing about it's the Royal Rumble. It's always uh, some good surprise guests that are going to pop up. WWE always outsources for different wrestlers to come into the league. So you get those surprise moments when they come in. Cody Rose definitely excited about that because I can't wait to see how this story is going to go forward now. I feel like no way he's going to be the first wrestler in 26 years to win back-to-back Royal Rumbles and they're not going to put the belt on him. So I think he's going to take that belt from Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. Uh, The Kevin Owens-Logan Paul match was entertaining, as I expected. Uh, The Roman Reigns match, it went how I I thought it would, but it was still fun, uh, that four-way. It was still a lot of fun. The Women's Royal Rumble was incredible. Uh, and for Bailey to win it, I had kind of called that because, like I said, you know, I read the tea leaves and I knew when the Kabuki Warriors won the uh, tag team championships on SmackDown that they were going to, uh, that Bailey was going to win the Royal Rumble at that point, especially based off her promo that she had. It was a great show. I mean, I enjoyed it a lot. And things are about to really ratchet up. Monday Night Raw tonight is going to be lit uh, because now, like I said, these storylines are going to really take off as we are uh, around two months away from um, WrestleMania. So here's here's my thought on all of this. What I, I did see a lot of people, uh, you know, I, I've got people that I know that follow it, not just you, of mm. course, who loves it, but Nada is a fan yeah. of some of the big moments, and so yeah. he was tweeting about that. It is fun to see everybody come together during these big moments yeah. and, and watch Royal Rumble or SmackDown, whatever it may be. Yeah. But here's what I was thinking about. Once I found out that Bailey won, I couldn't help but feel this anger towards you Wes Bryant Mm -hmm. for upon immediately meeting her. (laughs) Throwing you under the bus. If I said 10 seconds, I think that's too long. (laughs) I think it was within five seconds. Bailey, oh, what's up? This is my co-host Walker on our show. We do Charlotte Sports Radio down in Charlotte. Uh He doesn't like wrestling. though. Well, you know how we give it up. You know that's how we do. You know we stay clowning. So, you know, if the roles are reversed, I would expect nothing less from you. Throw me under the bus. But I don't do that. It's it's not in my blood. Just throw me under there. No. no, And it makes for good radio banter. If I hadn't done that, we wouldn't be having this moment right now for the listeners to enjoy. You know what you could have done? You could have said, Walker... She's a real threat to win Royal Rumble. You want to get in the picture? Maybe we could ask her for her number to see if she wants to join the show we afterwards. But no, you were clowning me. I see, did. nothing good happens when you clown Walker, okay? Oh, I just I agree with that. that. A lot of good that's comes from clowning you. No, that's, that is the lesson. I'm glad we learned it early in 2024. Yeah. But that is the takeaway for this year. Nothing good happens. When you clown Walker Mail. And we're going to have uh, L.A. Night coming up here soon, man. A little, uh, that would be little sweet. interview coming up on the show. And I got one more house cleaning before we okay. get on uh, Before we get on this right here. Clean house. I just want to, you know, I saw the, the, the callers and everybody's hitting me with what everybody's trying to say about that throw to uh, IU that he got off the guy. Yeah. Listen, you guys are so mad and you don't want to see your dog happy. You're so <laughs> mad that the 49ers won that now that's the first thing. <laughs> Yeah, you, that's the first thing that's 
you want to come on here and say today, how many quarterbacks have had lucky throws in games? When you're trying to come back from a double-digit deficit, there's always going to be some moments of of good fortune or luck or however you want to classify. So you guys aren't hurting my feelings when you try to be <laughs> – he – he got a ball that bounced off the Detroit defender. You so, reached deep for that yeah, one. Yeah, I did, because it's so clownish. How many lucky throws has Peyton Manning had? Patrick Mahomes, Tom Nothing. Brady. I mean, good Lord. Eli Manning had to catch on the side of the head to win the Super Bowl. So y'all stop it. Just give Purdy his credit. I know y'all don't want to do it because he was a seventh-round pick. I, I know you don't. I know it hurts your heart to see him doing what all y'all thought he couldn't do. Just live with it and give credit where it's due, all right? Um, That's that's it. I'll allow this to transition us. One, (laughs) I did want to read, uh, I think it's Chadillac's text, which Uh is a great name. He said we all won Bailey's number, which, okay, (laughs) fair. That might be true. That's fair. The other one is, you mentioned Pat Mahomes. I will say this. This is not to hate on Brock at all. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to bring what is an astonishing stat Mm -hmm. to the table. If you subscribe to those fat people in the basement using advanced <laughs> metrics, such as Fiddy was just condemning in the first yeah, segment. Yeah, about to talk about that. Um, Pat Mahomes, out of 127 pass attempts so far, does not have a turnover-worthy throw. I love mm. it. I love that. I love that. He, I mean, well, but that's... That's crazy, right? I, I love that. I want to hear that. Keep saying that all Knock the way up wood. into the Super Bowl. I know, I know you do. This is going to be so fun when he rips your heart out for a it. second time in four years. I, I mean, well, you've said that two weeks now, and you've been I, I, wrong. I know, but so you, I hope but you, you keep ain't going against 15, man. I hope you keep saying You haven't gone against 15. I thank like, you. Like, like, Mahomes at the point now, you want to call him by his last name. Thank like, you for Brady that. was 12. Yeah. Mahomes is 15. Thank you. You're thank not, you. like... Thank you for the fitty blessing. It, Again. It's gotta be it's gotta be a harsh reality <laughs> realizing we're going to the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. But I gotta face that man that right. Have that they played again? I, because I told my dog that's a 49er fan with me. I told him I want the Chiefs for the get back. <sighs> I told him that. That offense isn't as good as Detroit's. It, am I am I telling a lie but, here? But Are they as good as Detroit? Better, their defense is better than yours. And that's been proven by what? They're second in the NFL. Okay, but they gotta play the game, right? Oh, Don't they gotta play the game? I mean, look. So what will you say if they win? What no. are you going to say that nothing? Because you've been wrong the last two weeks. Oh, no. You I, thought I, they were going to lose to the Packers. Okay, you thought that, they were going to lose to the Lions. That was me trolling you. Right, never right, made a right, pick on the right, Lions. Right, 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 never right, made a pick on the Lions. Right, right, right. If, mm-hmm. if Purdy beats Mahomes in the Super Bowl, uh-huh. because I'm not one of those that are discrediting Purdy, he's elite. He's he's in that category. Well, I'm t- no, I actually want to explore this because I heard I heard Flounder correctly call you on this while I was listening to Charlotte Sports today. You were saying that he was upper echelon. Yeah. And then you also said like top 12. Well, I mean like you And know, then you said elite. Okay, we I just we we've done the elite. What is he? We've done the elite quarterback thing on this show. Mm-hmm. And remember West said elite and we got to like 12 that are like there are 12 like quarterbacks it. that okay. are elite. That's fair. So you're just saying, yeah, almost half the league oh, is I mean, elite. Okay, the, a third of the league I think has elite quarterback play. Well, right, that would mean ten, right? Because there's 32. So well, now okay. he's got to be top ten. Uh, oh yeah, oh definitely. He's he, okay. I, I would I would take him over Dak. I would take him over Lamar. I would take him <laughs> over Josh Allen. Like that guy made plays okay. yesterday that, that that these other quarterbacks aren't capable of making. If he Ooh. beats Mahomes in the Super Bowl, that is. he's going to have to outduel Mahomes in the Super Bowl. You could argue, now granted, he's in a great system. He's got great talent around him. You could argue Purdy's top five. Yeah, okay. now that I agree with, but I, 
you know, Fiddy, and I appreciate that. I love Brock Purdy, he but always, I can't say that those far. guys aren't. It's always I can't too say far. That they, too far. No, I, I can't he say that they're not. like three times, and he made plays that right, but these I, other guys aren't making. Right, but Lamar does that all the time. Yeah, I mean, not he yesterday. Did on, yes, he did. He did game. it on the first I mean, touchdown. Yes, okay, yeah. yeah, but okay, he did it on the first touchdown. Okay, but you put Lamar down seventeen. He making those plays at home? Yes. No, because he didn't do it yesterday, no. Wes. You giving, but you're but you're making one game an indictment on Lamar's whole That's career. What we do in football. He's a young guy though. That's He's twenty-seven. It's but not a do. series. It's right, one but game. you're acting like, but but the way you say it, it's with finality. Like you're saying it like. Lamar's never going to be able to do it, and he's well, not I, capable I, of I, doing I, those things. He can. Well, no, I, I I, genuinely do not believe the way he plays the quarterback position, it'll translate to him winning a Super Bowl. I don't. Isn't it, Brock, that also, like, his biggest plays of the game yesterday were with his feet and evading pressure. Yeah. Like, those were the biggest plays And then Brock he was yesterday. making accurate throws down the field. Yeah, you can make that debate, but he has some huge throws. Oh, I'm not. Th- no, no, no. This this is why. This is what I hate, right? Like, if you commend one thing, then I'm insulting no, another. No, 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 I'm not. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that you are, could, you are an insulter. I'm just saying you can make. the insulter. Hold yeah. <laughs> y'all, y'all, listen. I'm just saying you can make the argument. The biggest plays of the game yesterday was when he picked up big chunk plays with his legs in the second half, yeah. and he also made the correct throws in order for them to get back in this game and win the thing. Especially here's, the off-script ones. Here's what I, here's what I want to roll with, all right? Because there are a lot to get to over conference championship weekend. Yes. Let's focus a little bit more on Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson. One will just go with the national storyline. We can also make it local with watching Ben Johnson do what he did. Mm-hmm. What There was a theme I did want to touch on. It did feel like the offensive minds were so good at the beginning of all of these games. The scripted plays for these play callers out here cooking. Yeah. Except for San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Now they did have an early touchdown, mm-hmm. and then that's when it went away. But and missed the kick on a good yep, drive. Yep, that's true. Yep. So ten points, they put themselves in opportunity to get, except for the missed kick. Right, they did get the touchdown. But Ben Johnson, it just feels like his he's got a little bit more of a script at the beginning of each of these games. This happened against Tampa. At the beginning, Detroit is scoring. And then you have to make some adjustments, and then that's when things get on the fly, and then you got to really trust your players. Jared Goff missed some throws. You had some dropped passes from some of these other wide receivers. I thought that was a theme that was interesting to me. Dan Campbell deciding to go for it on some of these fourth down calls. Fiddy took him to the woodshed. Mm-hmm. Not only a Dan lot of Campbell. Are. Right. It's, it's like buzzword analytics. Analytics, that's uh. the problem. I mean, people hate it. And, you know, Booger was talking about it yesterday after with Chris Berman. I even heard DeMarcus Cousins blaming the league, the NBA, for analytics being the problem as to why Joel Embiid might not win MVP. And then analytics, including the game's limit that you have to play, which is not anywhere close to analytics. People like to put this (laughs) analytics. Okay, that's the problem. What did you have to say about Fiddy's comments and mm-hmm. advanced numbers and analytics mm-hmm. altogether? Yeah, I've I've had that conversation today too, and and I felt like with Dan Campbell, I I commended him. Obviously, people come like, oh, because your team won, that's why. But no, he went out on his sword. He played the way he had been playing all year. I get it. If you get the kick, you go up three scores. It can change the game. Yada yada yada. But that's how Detroit plays. Let's say they go for the kick and miss it, or it gets blocked, because San Francisco had a kick block against Green Bay. Then his players would have been looking at him saying, well, we've been going for it on fourth down a lot all year. And as a 49er fan, 
I was sitting there like, you should go for it. With the way that offense is dominating, I'm like, go for it. I think the way they let them off the hook a couple times was not running it because they had been running it so successfully that I'm like, okay, why not run it? But I thought that Detroit, Dan Campbell called the game. He's already said he doesn't regret it. He called the game the way he had been doing it all season long. But people say, oh, because it's the playoffs. And I'm like, okay, well, if he does that, that means he's getting out of the aggressive mentality that got Detroit here. That means he starts to call the game conservatively. That means he might not want Jared Goff to take as many chances. That means he might not want Ben Johnson to take as many chances. Because when you start getting into that mentality, you're going to start to call the game conservative. Detroit was playing with house money. We all knew that. That's why he was calling the game so freely. Detroit did not have the pressure of winning that game and getting to the Super Bowl. Had they done it, it would have been nice. But the pressure was not on Detroit. That's why they could come in there and play as freely as they did. When the 49ers started to come back, that's when they started feeling the pressure because they're like, oh, no, we had this game in the bag in theory. Now they're coming back. This is a real football game. We got to make real plays. And they didn't do it. So Fiddy is huffing and puffing very yeah. audibly. Because if they make those fourth downs, he's a god. They're no, going to call right. him the ballsiest so, coach that ever lived. We're, we're going to have to hear more huffing and puffing because I'm going to go too on Dan Campbell. I know you just had two hours and let, just give us a little bit of time here within the first 40 minutes because <laughs> I don't want to completely turn your mic off, but you got to give us a little bit of a chance to talk about this Dan Campbell stuff, Fiddy. I completely agree with you, Wes. Yeah. I do not think that it analytics are such a problem, and that is the reason why the Detroit Lions lost this game. Here's one thing. I'll go, I've got a bunch of points. But one thing I'll go to is, let's go to the AFC Championship game. What did we see Kansas City do on the first drive? They went for it on fourth and two at Baltimore's 41. They got it because they connected to Travis Kelsey, and they scored a touchdown. But if they punt, going against analytics... Yeah. Then do they score that touchdown? Yeah. Answers no, they don't. But they went for it on analytics and they got it. Mm. How about Baltimore? Same thing. Baltimore couldn't score at all in the second half, right? Lamar Jackson didn't play a I good got game. I got a point for you too on that. Baltimore goes for it on their own 34 yard line on fourth and one. And they get the fourth down conversion. And what happens? They score a touchdown because they keep that drive alive. So there are a couple times, but nobody's talking about that because analytics is such a hot-button yeah. issue. If we go to this NFC Championship game, people have talked about you take the points on the road. Doesn't this go the exact opposite of what you're supposed to do in college basketball, right? When you're down and you're down two, on the road, you go for three. You're more aggressive on the road in college basketball, but at home, you go for the two. Why is it the exact opposite when you're on the road Then you just play more conservatively? Like, if they're at home, then they're going to be more comfortable on their home field. So why in the world am I allowing myself to go for the conservative points so you can feel more comfortable on your home field? Mm -hmm. That doesn't make any sense to me. I'm trying to go score touchdowns because at least I keep you a little bit more at arm's length. And if you have the play dialed up and it's open, which there were a couple of plays open for Detroit and they just didn't connect as a play caller, that's all you can do. Put your guys in the best position to succeed. And if Josh Reynolds drops it, if Amon Ross St. Brown can't hold on to it, that's on them. And the final point that's never made any sense to me, trusting the defense, right? Like, that's what people say. Hey, punt it, kick the field goal, trust your defense. You trust your defense by saying, if you don't get it on this fourth down attempt, 
then your defense is not going to allow the other team to score. Exactly. It's the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Trusting your defense means you trust them on a short field rather than trusting them. It's it's the exact, quite literally, the exact opposite. Detroit did exactly what they did that got them in that position, and now you want them to switch it up on the road against a team that couldn't be stopped in the second half? I can't make it make sense despite everybody condemning analytics today. And to a man, if he had have gone to one of the defensive players, if he had gone to the defensive captain and said, yo, it's fourth and two, what you want us to do? They would have said, Coach, go for it. We'll get the stop if you don't make it. Because everybody loves That's it what they're the gonna tell special. Them. That's what I'm saying. That's what they're going to tell them. They're going to say, go for it. We'll get the stop. So, yeah, nah, I, I agree with you 100%. That's what got Detroit there. And like I said, had they gone through and connected on those calls. And when you look at what happened on some of those plays, they had it. That wasn't Dan Campbell's fault that Reynolds dropped the ball. Well, and at the end of the first half. The play half, was drawn up perfectly and executed perfectly. Well, and, and some people are arguing that, okay, Dan Campbell decided to go for the field goal at the end of the first half. Why didn't he do it in the second half? Man, if he would have gotten it, then San Francisco might not have won. Yeah. You could argue, in fact, that's the more logical reasoning for me. That's the more logical argument is that Dan Campbell should have gone for it again. Yeah. That's the more, like, at the end of the first half, it's why didn't Dan go for it at the end of the first half? And if they would have scored a touchdown when they're hot, okay? San Francisco, their backs are against the wall. And yet now we're saying, play. hey, oh, hold on, hold on, slow it up. Don't want to get too hot. Make sure that they can hang around and make it a 17-point game instead of 21. Shouldn't we be making the exact opposite arguments in these yeah. situations? We're going to see if Fitty's huffing and puffing <laughs> on the other side of the break. I know he's been holding on tight. We appreciate the patience, Fitty. We're going to go to the other side. We'll talk a little more about that. And we'll talk a little more about, if you're a Panthers fan, do you actually want to see Christian McCaffrey win this game? Do you want to see Steve Wilkes be successful with San Francisco? That's coming up on Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. As a Panther fan, who are you rooting for in the Super Bowl? Playmaker Baker said... No McCaffrey, I'm not pulling for him. He was babying injuries, and he's the reason we didn't get a first-round pick. He's an amazing player, but not a real Panther. Real Panthers. I don't know. Keep pounding? 
give me crybaby Pat and the Chiefs 31-27. Like, he's going against Christian McCaffrey the whole time, and then he says, all right, I'll take Pat, but he's still a crybaby. Uh, crybaby. Uh, <laughs> crybaby. Yeah, I, like cry, I don't even know. <laughs> Are you eating some crybaries as yeah. a fruit? Maybe that's what he's doing. Chris from Greenville says, as a Panthers fan, I'm rooting for C-Mac to get a ring despite having family members and homeboys who are loud 49ers fans who are always talking junk about the Panthers. I have no clue what that's like, to be honest with you. Mm. I don't have a friend that's a 49er fan that talks a bunch of junk about the Panthers and is real loud in his support of San Francisco. I have no clue what's that, what that's like. <laughs> no, hell no. At first I was rolling with you and then it clicked in my mind. I said, oh, he's talking about me. <laughs> Zero clue. Um, so a couple people say we, we can get back to the conversation we were having previously, but I did want to know, I, I, I do want to know if Panthers fans are polling for McCaffrey and Steve Wilkes. I think most people, there's not really a reason to pull against Steve. Like that, oh, I almost had one Saturday well, night. Uh, well, <laughs> Sunday night. You're still pulling for him. You might not trust him, but you were still pulling for him. Shanahan was cussing him out. He was. You're actually right about that. And I actually, that's funny you bring that up. I haven't seen many other people bring it up. In fact, you might be the only one. Did you see this, Wes? So when San Francisco... God, what touchdown was it? It, it wasn't was, the Williams one. It I was don't the think. one where they made it twenty-four to seven, yep. which I think that drive they converted third and eighteen, and then a yes. third and eight. Oh, was was it Jameer Gibbs? Just I, I believe nobody so. tackling on that play, yeah. dude. They they go to Shanahan on the sidelines, and at least four f bombs. At least four. I I totally had that same takeaway. <laughs> Shanahan, who has thrown Steve Wilkes under the bus before, and did it a long time. Like it was it was weirdly that game against Minnesota mm-hmm. when they had the Jordan Addison touchdown at the end of the first half. And that was that was like a weird moment, and it lasted a lot longer than I thought it should have. But here's Steve Wilkes. Here's Kyle Shanahan and company getting to the Super Bowl. I don't really think there's any reason to pull against. Steve Wilkes and I and I feel that way too about Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. but I saw somebody put here on the text line that the Christian McCaffrey speech at the end of this game rubbed him the wrong way where it was really just I'm so glad to be a part of San Francisco's organization I'm so glad to be here mm-hmm. and I think Panthers fans got in their feels but even so I don't think there's any reason to pull against either one of these guys because of any hate that you might have would you well, agree if you try to put yourself uh, in the fan, Panthers fan, fan hate is a uh, very yeah you know it, it can go a lot of different directions and so you could just hate him because he was a guy that didn't you know he wasn't able to finish his career here and give you everything that he's given uh, the 49ers to this point and I mean any player I'm not going to just point out CMC and the Panthers I mean any guy that goes from an organization where they're having a hard time I mean let's be honest here the Panthers ran him in the ground when he was here as far as the production and they all did. those things and so um, to be with an organization where you're winning and you're being utilized uh, how you need to be at the rate that you should be I mean, what's wrong with the guys saying that? I mean, but as a fan, I get it completely. If that was an X-49 <laughs> saying something like that, yeah. I would have something rough uh, to, to say about him as well. So I don't blame Panther fans either way for how they feel uh, about CMC because, like I said, sports hate can go a lot of different directions because I'm definitely one of those fans. I can look for the smallest things. Like, I, I really do like Dan Campbell. I really do admire him as a coach and things like that. But if you would have heard the things yeah, I was saying about man. him in the city of Detroit during that game, <laughs> <laughs> you would not think that that was the case. Well, here's a, here's another conversation I want to have because Chris McCaffrey is, I, I think he's the best running back in the league right now. I know Derrick Henry's your boy too. No, like, I agree with could, that. McCaffrey's, McCaffrey's crazy, right? And you're also with what is probably the best run generator 
in the league with Kyle Shanahan constantly cooking up fantastic plays, especially mm-hmm. in the backfield. So here's McCaffrey being wildly successful with San Fran, going to the Super Bowl, being a huge reason as to why they're in the Super Bowl. I've seen a lot of people start to say the Panthers overwhelmingly lost this trade. And if we wanted to try to pigeonhole this as a winner and a loser, San Francisco would make that trade a million times over, right? But Christian McCaffrey was also really good here in Carolina. And the Panthers weren't winning games. Now, a part of that is because Christian McCaffrey was hurt so many times. But, I mean, here we are watching the Panthers have a two-win season. And before that, did McCaffrey ever get to the postseason? This is a Panthers team that needed a lot more help. San Fran... They were getting to the postseason with like Raheem Mostert as their starting back. You might like him. They were getting to the postseason with <laughs> a bunch of other running backs that were not Christian McCaffrey. And then they decided to go for the best guy in the league. And that's what helped them get over the hump. Also with a better QB like Brock Purdy to me is significantly better than Jimmy Garoppolo. So when you have an upgrade in the backfield at both of those positions, yeah, you're going to have that kind of success to me. There are a lot of reasons why you don't like Scott Fitter as your favorite team's GM. There were a lot of misses. We've gone through it before. You can't go to the home run hit that he has. You just can't find it. And that's a reason he's no longer the GM. But I am not going to allow McCaffrey staying healthy and being as productive as he is be this revisionist history theory that the Panthers made this terrible trade. You could say San Fran won, and okay. Like, I get you on that. Of course they did, because they get to the Super Bowl, and they would do that 10 times out of 10. Does Carolina do that 10 times out of 10? I I still think they might make that trade, Wes, because you need a draft capital in the worst way. And McCaffrey here with Carolina, I don't know how much better they are. And so it's not an indictment on McCaffrey. I just think the revisionist history is surrounding the Panthers in a way it probably shouldn't when we could be criticizing them for plenty of other moves they made. Yeah, because when you look at the stretch between, uh, you know, 2020 and then up until the time they trade him, you know, you had the 2020 season. He only played three games. The 2021 season, he only played seven games. And so Panthers fans were definitely ready to trade him, especially at a position that has been devalued. A lot of people just felt like, hey, let's get the most out of him while we can, because let's just be frank here. Panthers fans, and I'm sure the Panthers front office alike thought, we're going to trade McCaffrey here, and then they're going to have to deal with what we dealt with. He's going to be injured all the time. He's not going to be available. And yeah, when he plays, he's going to be spectacular, but he's going to get hurt. That's what a lot of Panthers fans thought when they made that deal. And so uh, when it didn't go that way, then I think that's where you see some of the opinions about it, that the Panthers just really lost that trade because they're like, man, if you would have kept this guy, you would have been able to have a back to pair with your number one pick or whatever the case may be, or you still would have had one of the best weapons in the league to help your offense on an offense that was devoid of weapons. And so I think that's kind of the revisionist history that you see there. But, you know, he's gone to an organization now where the, you know, the production of usage has kind of gone down. Now this season he had one of his more higher carry uh, type of seasons. And so we'll see where he goes from there. But I think that, like I said, a lot of it was just that Panthers fans thought that when he got traded to San Francisco, that he was on his back end. They thought that this was the back end of his career. They didn't see him being an MVP candidate. Well, and, and you know, Bagel Guy writes in Really Walker trading CMC for DJ Johnson in the words of Wes. No, hell no. No, <laughs> hell no. Yeah, okay. Like, I, I totally understand that point of view. But it, for sure, the, the drafting had to be better 
that's we have a problem with Scott Fitterer and whoever that front office is for the players that they drafted. But when we were grading the trade, when you're talking about as many picks as they got in return for somebody that they weren't winning with and wasn't seeing the field a ton, we're doing this revisionist history where we're saying the Panthers got fleeced in that deal when the Panthers are terrible at drafting. And that's what helps San Fran yes. win for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think we can also view the trade in a vacuum and understand why Carolina did it at the time. We can understand why, but yeah, they didn't hold. There was still work to be done once they made that trade and they couldn't capitalize on it. Missed pick after pick after pick. And that's why I think you see Carolina really starting to, you know, uh, live through the consequences. I agree with that hundred percent. Yeah. Had you gotten a superstar or two out of those picks, I don't think that would be the opinion. And they couldn't hit. And so yeah. ultimately that does fall on them for sure. All right. We have a couple more hours to go. Let's go to the college landscape, the campus corner. It's been a while, but we're, we'll go visit the campus corner again. It's Duke, North Cold Carolina up. week. And we also have a weekend recap of what took place this past weekend in ACC basketball. Weston Walker sports radio, 92, seven WFNZ.